So I'm going to give you a brief personal history. Um, so hi, I'm an ADHD coach. I have been doing this work um, for uh, over a year and a half now. And truly, 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 I feel like I have experienced impulsive spending and hyperfixation spending since I was literally as young as I can remember, which is two years old, when I was obsessed with ponies and I wanted to buy a horse. And I remember finally realizing how many pennies I would have to save up to buy this horse and feeling so angry and so frustrated that it was just like, it felt impossible. It just felt like this is never going to happen. And um, I think, you know, as I got older, you know, a little bit older, right? With my parents, with my family, I would want to impulse buy candy. I would want to impulse buy toys, but of course I was a child. I had no ownership of the money. And so that that, that decision was out of my hands. And I remember, I recall feeling so disempowered by that. And getting older, it was more of the same. I think as I got older, I began to be able to use the internet and you know, not just hyperfixate hyperfixate through books, but also be able to like devour the whole internet. And so I would hyperfixate on the pets that I would want to own and take care of and like literally reading about them just super obsessively trying to pitch to my parents like, hey, this is why I need to take care of this pet. Um, you know, doing up the financial costs and everything like that. And of course, my parents saying no, not all of the times, but much of the times. Um, I got a little bit older and then I got really into tech and technology. And so I... I wanted to buy cell phones. I was super obsessed with cell phones, MP3 players, everything sort of tech technology I was really, really, really into. And again, it was more of the same. I wanted to buy, I wanted to buy, and yet I couldn't. And I would have these hyperfixations that would just go nowhere. And it would be like the crushing disappointment of, you know, a parent saying no or me not having the money and then kind of turning my laser beam focus to the next great thing. And so, you know, looking back, of course, as an adult, I can see that my parents provided so much. I was a kid, you know, of course, I didn't have any concept of money. And um, there was that going on. I totally, you know, I totally understand that as an adult. But, you know, there are other things, too. You know, I got bullied because I wasn't wearing the coolest clothes. Um, I definitely got bullied in school because I wasn't, like, cool enough. I didn't have, like, the right look. I wasn't wearing the right you know, the right fashion, the right styles for the time. And looking back at my parents, when they would fight, what they would fight about most was money and spending money. That was a huge, huge part of, of my family growing up. Um, you know, the, the biggest fights I can remember were about money and spending money. And that that sticks with you. You know, that doesn't really go away. And so Kind of growing up, you know, I always had this feeling of not having any sense of control over the things that I wanted, the things that I wanted to own. And I just, I just could not wait to become an adult and have my own money so that I would not have to go through these barriers, these obstacles to get the things that I wanted to impulse buy, to hyperfixate on and purchase. And, you know, really kind of through that process, I finally got my first job and I finally had my own money. And literally, as soon as I would have money, I would spend it. Saving was, was never a thing that really, really sat with me or that ever really happened. Saving was super hard. I 
I bought digital cameras. I bought cell phones. I bought Xboxes. I bought shoes and purses because I didn't like buying clothes because I didn't like how I would gain weight and not fit inside clothes. Fuck you, diet culture. Um, and so, right, this is the beginning of me having my own money and being able to spend my own money. And that just continued to increase. College was a really, really stressful time in my life, trying to keep up with school. I had this, this, um, this learning that my grades equal my worth. And so all through college, I was using online shopping, impulse shopping, hyperfixation spending, and binge eating to cope with the stress of keeping up with school, keeping up with my perfectionism and exams. And that was really, really brutal. I spent so much money. Again, saving was not something that happened. If I had it, I would spend it. It would be gone. Um, it would just be gone. Absolutely. And then we hit 2020 and the pandemic happened and we all know how that went. Um, but I can speak for myself. When the pandemic happened, I was already going through a hard time. I was trying to get my master's degree in bioinformatics um, along with working full time at my research job. And that was a lot of stress. Again, it felt very similar to college, if not even more so. And then the pandemic happened and everything went to hell. And so I ended up trying to seek help. And what ended up happening was I got misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder when I actually had ADHD. And so I was on the wrong medication for my brain. And it put me in the worst, worst, darkest place that I have ever been in my entire life. I, I was just struggling to get through every single day and to stay alive every single day. It was, it was the worst depression I've ever experienced in my entire life. And it was truly rock bottom for me. And I was suffering. I was suffering so much. And in those moments, I was looking for anything, literally anything that would sweep me away from my suffering and make me feel just a little bit better or just give me a break from the heaviness that I was going through. And the answer to that was truly my hyperfixations and my impulse spending. And so 2020 was the you know, I would say that the most that I experienced hyperfixation spending and impulse spending by far, um, mostly online shopping because it was the pandemic. So I guess it was mostly hyperfixation spending, but it was all of the above. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that at the time, my, my, my now ex-husband, he treated me so compassionately. It was, you know, it really hit a point where my impulse spending problem became a problem, like a glaringly obvious problem that I could no longer hide or put away. And so with that, um, oh, my brain's going blank. Let me reel back. Okay. So with that, I'm very grateful to my ex-husband. Um, so how how he approached it, right? And like I said, it was a glaringly obvious problem. I couldn't hide it anymore. I couldn't pretend like it wasn't a problem anymore because I was, I think I had spent thousands of dollars. It was, I mean, by the end of the year, it was over $6,000. But by the time I had, you know, he gave me a sort of intervention, it was thousands. And so we had a conversation and it was a conversation. Um, and again, I'm like super grateful to be, to have been received in such a compassionate way. Um, but from there, uh, we kind of came up with a plan. Like I tried to say, okay, here's the idea. I'm going to run by every purchase that I make with you that's over $100. And I, you know, that was my plan. That was my idea. And that worked for a little while. And then it, there were things that I really wanted. You know, the pull was just so strong. 
and I began to start resenting resenting the process and resenting him you know also during that and so that didn't work for for too long so kind of going from there um especially after my ADHD diagnosis that was like a critical pivotal moment for me where my identity just like blew apart it was like my conception of who I am completely changed and you know looking back at you know I can look back through my entire life my entire life's life's history and see things from a completely different perspective that I never had before and so at that moment I was really trying to find myself you know I remember I started working with an ADHD coach and I told my coach I have no idea who I am I have absolutely no clue who I am and so my impulse spending at that time was so much about trying to create and understand and find my identity um, so buying lots of clothes, I got my septum piercing, um, and really just trying to find myself. And then moving from there, um, I had a lot of very turbulent life changes. Um, but kind of going from there, it it really, you know, nothing really stopped. I had, I would have these kind of big dramatic events. I ended up getting divorced. After my divorce, I did so much impulse spending, hyperfixation spending, because I was trying to avoid and run away from processing you know, that, that loss, that change, that grief. Um, and then my partner ended up getting diagnosed with cancer, which was the whole thing. And it was the same thing in the moment, you know, I'm just kind of like trying to survive. And then after, after it would be over, I'd have these, these memories that I was carrying with me. And in those moments, that's when my hyperfixation spending got really intense. So I can tell you, you know, as far back as, you know, a year ago, I was spending all of this money on computer stuff and mechanical keyboards and more clothes. I bought a TV that I really didn't need. I was spending money on video games. Um, and then I moved in with my partner and we ended up, you know, the moving costs alone were like a lot of money. And then we also had to furnish our entire place. And so my savings account went from like $20,000 to $10,000 and it was really scary to have that happen. Um, and a lot of it was because of impulse spending, you know, buying stuff for the apartment that I didn't really need, didn't really need this decoration, but here I am going and I'm not thinking about it and I'm not staying conscious in any way, shape or form with my finances. Okay, so moving on, more and more and more impulsive spending. And then I kind of hit a wall this summer. I really, really hit a wall this summer when I was experiencing, I was experiencing it for myself, I was having clients that were going through it too. And that's when it hit me, like, I really need to figure this out. I really, really, really need to figure this out. And so I had a couple just like key profound eye-opening sessions with clients that unlocked everything. And they are the foundation of this work. And that is why I created this masterclass and that why I'm sharing it with you because it truly changed everything. And I think that this is the secret sauce. This is it to, again, nev not never spending again. We have to spend money just like we have to eat, but to create conscious awareness around our spending. Okay, so I'm saying all of this to you. I gave you this entire personal history, not to give you my autobiography. It is not what I'm here to do, but I am modeling for you. I am showing you in real time what it's like to examine your own personal history. And this is the exercise for this week. 
uh, through this weekend. If you need more time, that's cool. But this is the exercise through this week is, is writing out your own personal history. It does not have to be as long as mine. It does not have to be as long as the one that I have in my handbook. But I think that this is really important, right? Going back as, as far back as you can remember, when do you remember the impulse to buy? When do you remember what were your hyperfixations like, the things that you wanted to spend money on when we were a kid? Um, so yes, creating your personal history, your own personal history. Um, if you feel comfortable sharing that with the group, you are absolutely welcome to, but if that's something that you want to journal or do on your own time, super fair. Do what is most comfortable for you. But I think this is really important, right? We need to understand our past. We need to understand our history and what's going on so that we can have the material to work with and shape to create the change that we want for ourselves. Okay, cool. So um, a couple other exercise and reflection questions. And I'm going to write these in the group. So if you don't, you don't need to write them down. Um, oh, let me make sure this is right, actually. I think I have these mixed up. Hold on one second. Okay. Here we go. Here's the right questions. All right. So yes, write out your own personal history with impulsive and hyperfixation spending. And my recommendation always with journaling or this kind of work is to do stream of consciousness. So just write what pops into your brain. You're not writing an autobiography. You are just writing what comes to you and pulling out the threads of what your brain remembers. Again, how, how far back can you remember and what were the things that you wanted to hyperfixate on, purchase, buy? And then another question for you is to ask yourself, are there periods of your life when your impulsive or hyperfixation spending was happening more often or less often? And if so, what was going on during your life when you were spending the most? Okay, cool. All right, so the next topic for today, and I think this one's gonna go a little bit quicker, is going to be the neurobiology of impulsive spending.